Hi, this is the American Gothic After Show for AfterBuzz TV. We'll be talking about episode three titled Nighthawks. Now, come on, you guys. Didn't you think that Jack was about to pull out a cat puppet? We'll be discussing all that and more coming right up. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. That's like a very slow right. Yeah. But it's just so creepy and it fits. This is definitely a slower intro than we expected, but yeah. hey guys, thank you so much for joining us. This is the American Gothic After Panel, and there is so much to discuss this evening as always. I am Zoe Hewitt. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Zoe Said What. That Zoe Said What. And sitting to my left, these two wonderful hosts are. Hey guys, I'm Gabriel Gonzalez. You can find me on Twitter at Double G on TV. And I'm Lucretia Lyon, and you can always find me at L-A-C-R-E-T-I-A-L-Y-O-N, since there is only one. I like that mm-hmm. spelling. Right. It makes me think of, like, super califragilisticexpialidocious. <laughs> I just saw Mary Poppins again, so it really It's a lot to say. <laughs> it is a lot. So, you guys, I know we had some discussion going about mm. the puppets. I feel like we need to start in the middle of this episode, because okay. that was just such an intense moment. So, of course, we have Jack, who finally goes to therapy. And <laughs> finally. Finally. Clearly, he has needed it for, you know, the other two episodes. That so is goes, the line no. of the episode. I gotta say it. My son just got fired by his therapist. <laughs> Absolutely. So, Jack goes to therapy. Incidentally, it's the same therapist who his dad, Cam, saw when he was younger. And the therapist pulls out a puppet, and Jack is no-go, not interested in talking to the puppet, and um, he decides to go and basically make his own puppet. So in the night, we hear a cat meow, we hear see him crawl out of bed, I was so worried. Then we see some false teeth, we know he's in Phyllis's house, and next thing we know, his therapist says, find another therapist. <laughs> I was convinced, well, if you guys heard that, my purse just fell off of the couch in here, because my purse was also so scared, and so convinced that it was going to be the cat as a puppet. But you guys didn't think that. No, I I saw those gingers and I was like, he just stole that old lady's gingers and (laughs) is putting it in a puppet because that's what he said was... This puppet's not anatomically correct, and since it was a boy, I was like, oh, God, is he going to say penis? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, he's like, no, it doesn't have teeth. I'm like, okay, that, uh, that was a little more normal. Uh, I actually thought they were going to go somewhere else, like a neck. Like, it mm. doesn't have a neck to, you know, yeah. So mm. oh, okay. that's what I was thinking. But the second, you know, it doesn't have teeth and they show the teeth, it's like, oh, God, they're not actually going <laughs> to. But they did. <laughs> well, I guess I'm happy then that he didn't take the cat's teeth. I, mean, <laughs> I don't know. That visual is going to take a while to get out of my system. And why do I feel such a sense of relief that it was only a woman's dentures and not the cat? <laughs> I feel it's like not, it was a little it, bit better. Because it's not your teeth. That's why. <laughs> and to me, it's just like if it was the cat, she would have called the cops. Because that's like the number one thing out of the McDonald triad that says your kid's going to be a serial killer. Right. If he starts wet in the bed and setting fires, then we'll know. Well, this is it, true. Have you realized the fact she technically can't call anybody? Yeah. <laughs> this is true <laughs> as well, possibly. Poor woman. Poor Phyllis. So let's jump back to the beginning of the episode. At the very beginning is actually um, when we get to see this image of the painting, the Nighthawks painting. And um, it's considered one of the most famous American paintings. It's from 1942. And um, so we see Garrett watching someone in a Mm -hmm. diner. And then we get a close-up on number 57, which is the address on their house after that, which was interesting because that didn't seem to come up later for anything, although we had noticed it in one of the earlier episodes. And then we get this sort of juxtaposition of 
Gunther talking to Jack and telling him how to trap raccoons with something that they want. So he suggests cat food. And at the same time, Madeline, who's offering Gunther, um, Garrett food for breakfast and keeps giving multiple options. So clearly the connection that she is also trying to trap someone. And then Phyllis, of course, shows up again. Um, so we get that foreshadowing. And then jumping ahead, we find that Jack sticks his cousin's doll in the trap trying mm-hmm. to trap her. So what did you guys make of that? Like I said, Jack's just a serial killer in training. And that's why I'm like, you know, more and more you're like, man, this is a family trait. You know, like Dexter when he met his brother, the ice truck killer. <laughs> you know, All in the family. I yeah. just, um... You think about it, if you have kids and they started doing that, that's what I thought. And, you know, at first when I think it's like, do I want kids? No, I'm not ready to handle the crying, the screaming and all that. But then I see that kind of scene and I'm like, oh, my God, if that ever happened to me, I don't I don't know what I would do. I would spend some more time in church and ask, what did I do wrong to deserve <laughs> this? Like, I, I don't even know. I, it's just so twisted and... It leaves me speechless every time. Well, it's interesting, too, because in this episode, we get a lot of food. They talk about feeding people a lot. We have the diner. So food is generally nurturing. And it's interesting because in this case, it's not meant to be nurturing at all. In this case, it's meant to trap people into doing something that you want. like in an almost Hannibal Lecter kind of context. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Food is meant to be sort of scary in this context. Fava beans and a nice Chianti. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And we even do see them drinking some Mm -hmm. wine or champagne later at the fundraiser as well. And uh, so then we have Brady who goes to Tessa talking about the belt. And last week I know we were discussing what's going to happen. Will that belt tear them apart? And in a way it has. He points out that they actually found green paint on the belt. So it definitely matches Cam's. And, um, of course, this was the belt that was used to strangle the very last victim of the Silver Bells killer. Tessa doesn't believe that, um, you know, of course, she doesn't believe it could be her brother. Brady says he needs DNA, and Tessa says she'll try to get it. But, of course, she tries, and the whole family shuts it down and says, no way. And so then, of course, jumping ahead a bit, Brady finds out from someone at the police force that, hey, it's not illegal to take DNA from someone in your own household or your wife, and takes that care of her. So, I mean, I thought that is a recipe for divorce right there. What about you? I actually thought that, you know, he's coming from a good place, and I feel like Tess, understanding that her husband isn't just a cop, he's a detective, this is what he does, would have been a little more forgiving. But um, I understand the context and also realize they aren't sure that one of the others didn't do it. You know, they want to believe that it wasn't, but they, none of them have said it can't be with them. No, they're all looking, you know, who's got the shifty yeah. eyes, things like that. Yeah. So I think that's why it became such a big issue because she felt like you could have put one, uh, you could have put my brother in prison. Right. We don't know yet. You could have put me in jail for right. the civil bills thing. We really don't know yet. Right. So. Which is such a good point. You're right that not only did they want to keep out of it because why get their DNA in the police database, but yes. they don't trust each other at this point. And we've exactly. heard that a couple times. Do you agree? Yes. And I just find it very ironic that the good guy in the story, essentially Detective Brady's Boston Brady, it's like, uh, <laughs> it's like uh, who are they trying to pull here? <laughs> and for some reason that triggers my mind. Oh. I have no idea why. But I know that a couple of you have commented in the comments that we have the wrong American Gothic logo mm-hmm. up. And we do realize that. And it should hopefully be switched by next week. So I feel like wanted to remember to say that while it 
jumped mm. into my mind right there. And thank you guys also for commenting in the YouTube comments. We've had so much fun continuing the yes. conversation, for commenting back and forth with us on Twitter. It's great to continue the show and to continue the fun week after week. So thank you. Don't forget to hit that thumbs up button. You can also review us on iTunes, listen and watch us there. And um, so My favorite part, always give us five stars. <laughs> oh, yes, of course. Because <laughs> I love that NBA commercial so much. <laughs> <laughs> so then from there, we have the family talking about the will. And and uh, basically, Madeline gets everything, and uh, but she says, oh, I'll give you guys what you need, and by the way, I'm going to sell the family business. And um, the kids seem a little bit upset about it, and then the mom also brings up in this, when Tessa brings up the DNA, that um, the belt that we see, that was Cam's belt, she says, was actually donated to Goodwill because it was an expensive belt, she says. Cam damaged it right away with the paint, so she gave it to Gunther to take to Goodwill, which also calls into Gunther into mm-hmm. question. Who this episode it does not end well with at all. It because did. Mm, it didn't I feel like it I don't know if we should give that away. So we did get a preview in last week's episode about someone hanging, and it did turn out to be Gunther, who is here and gone very quickly. But you guys, I don't suspect Gunther. I feel like he was a red herring. Of course, oh, yeah. he definitely was. I was I said it last week, you know. You're the cat lady next door who doesn't have family looking for you. You're the gardener who mm-hmm. we don't even know if Gunther's his real name or is that just what they call That's him. very suspicious of you. <laughs> or is that just what they call him because he's so creepy. And so kind of reminds you of friends. Yes, uh, every time yes. I hear Gunther. I know, me too. And yeah. I was like, maybe I'm the only one who's thinking of friends with this. <laughs> yeah, I, I forgot all about that guy in the, mm-hmm. at yeah. Central Perk. Exactly. Yeah. But I thought, you know, okay, you don't have family looking for you. The Phyllis, she only has her cats looking for her, so you're not going to make it on a murder mystery show if you don't have someone watching your back. I don't know. I'm still holding out. I think Phyllis is mm. going to make it. I, I bet the little um, demon seed, Jack, will, will get Phyllis. That's my thing. It's like he keeps torturing her cat, taking her teeth. What's the next step? It is. Yeah. But I just I don't see Jack as a killer yet. You because know. who killed Gunther? I don't think Jack had anything to do with oh, that. No. And Garrett's just way too obvious the whole time. We know yep. he, to me, he's like the most obvious one to be the killer, yes. so it's not him. Yep, yeah, I completely agree. I, but Gabriel, I know, is in a different no. boat. He's in the Gabriel killer boat. You know, or the Gabriel, the Garrett. <laughs> yeah. You thought it was me? No. <laughs> but um, I, I just think everyone is saying it's too obvious. He's too creepy. He looks mm-hmm. like an axe murderer. That's mm-hmm. exactly why it's gonna be him. <laughs> because they're trying to, okay, really. You're going to set it up. Cam, he looks kind of guilty now. He's hiding something. Mm -hmm. You know, in like a week or two, we're going to have a good reason to think it's Tess or Allison. We already know Madeline's okay killing people. That's why I'm Mm -hmm. like, you know what? It's going to be Garrett because he's so damn obvious. Mm -hmm. No one suspects it. Still holding yeah. out in the not Garrett vote. And I also have to say, I don't think it's Cam based on this episode. I think they tried to trick us because if the therapist had heard him say that he was killing people, she would be required to report it. So I think there is something else we're going to find out there. Just, and I think he's afraid he did kill someone, and that's what's uh, what's wrong with him, but he really just found the body. And that's part oh, and of like what a, started mm-hmm. his drug problem. You know? Traumatic, yeah. yeah. Some, well, obviously he's guilty of something, um, but I'd just like to point out on the record, just because he didn't say he killed somebody doesn't mean he didn't, mm-hmm. you know. No, this is very he true. he said he, he went to some dark places. Maybe he mm-hmm. w- was very high. He doesn't remember what he mm-hmm. said. And yeah. they can put, he's afraid they'll put two and two together and it's like, oh, he was silver belts. Think about it. He had the mm-hmm. belt. He said that stuff. Right. 
Okay, I'm know. going on the record right now. I will be severely disappointed if it turns out that it's Cam, but he did it in a drug haze, so it's like he doesn't remember. Cop out. Yeah, that, that's a big cop, cop out. out. So then, of course, we moved on to Jack putting Harper's doll in the raccoon trap, which we had Mm -hmm. talked about. Then at Allison's house, we see her husband, Tom, who we don't see that often. Mm -hmm. And he says that he's been thinking about buying the concrete company. And Allison says, oh, no, honey, you are on board for the Allison Mayer train. You can't really do anything else. And then, lo and behold, he buys the company, which we find out at the big fundraiser. And I think she's not going to be very happy. Nope. No, she's going to go into the waiting arms of her campaign manager who looks just as great in a tight dress as she does. <laughs> this is true. They're an even Which match I, there. I, I'm not complaining about, by the way. <laughs> yes, the power ladies stick together. Yeah. And that may be part of his problem. <laughs> and yeah. it was really interesting how they shot that scene, too, because we saw both of them in a mirror. So we got two of each of them, and mirrors generally mean that there's something duplicitous going on, there's a hidden side. So I thought that was really interesting how they chose to show and then even after Tom left the scene, we still saw two Allisons. Mm. So I thought they're clearly trying to show us there's some hidden agenda. And clearly with Tom, there is because he says, I'm out of here. I bought the company. So would you say you found a clue? <laughs> I'm glad you were able to work that in. Yes, I found a clue. Yeah, you know, we like to have props here at After Buzz TV. Thank yes. you. We also like sound effects. So thank you. Well, we do. I think we even better. We established that we have our, we make our own sound effects and we, we don't do. get them, so it's all good. Do we get a trifecta? Where's our third sound effect? I feel like I need to look up. Do Where we have is a it? Da, 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 when yeah. we just did that one. Oh, I like that one. Okay, that was just messed That one up. just made me sad. <laughs> well, Detective Cutter had a clue, too. She found out that that belt that belonged to Cam was actually only sold in five stores. It was really expensive. And um, Brady calls Tess about it, says he really needs the DNA. And that's when we find out from Dana, who I guess does the DNA testing there, who says, hey, you know, nudge, nudge, you can take it from your wife, no big deal. So he does, and then we find out that they are not actually related to the DNA on the belt, that that it doesn't belong to Tessa. Or- yes! Number four! So, and someone pointed out that um, it could be that someone's adopted. Yeah, to me, Tessa would be the most likely one to be adopted, since she doesn't seem to be as messed up as the rest of them. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think that that has to do with her age, though? Maybe, but yeah, I mean, if they're going to do that, I mean, like they do on everything, oh, that's why it didn't match. Now everyone's still a suspect. But then everyone except one, right? Mm -hmm. Does that put her out? So I feel like there has to be a different explanation. What do you think, Gabriel? You know what? Um, I agree that uh, if anyone's going to be adopted, it would be Tess. I feel like that's still a little too out of left field. But then I also go back to she's probably the baby of the family. We Mm -hmm. haven't established yet who's younger, her or Cam. Right, but we were estimating, I think, that she was the youngest. Yeah, so, you know, maybe she's... I feel like she's being protected in by several of the family mm-hmm. members just in their own way. Mm-hmm. So Garrett, he has that way he is. Yeah, Madeline yeah. probably was like, well, I don't want to mess up one daughter. Sorry about your computer. Um, <laughs> if I messed up maybe Allison, yeah. who we feel is so, mm-hmm. you, as you said, duplicitous. Mm-hmm. So we don't know. But I feel like if one is going to be not officially a Hawthorne, it would be Tess. 
And it's funny in the chat, they said right. Rockstar11671 said they really enjoyed the Dana character tonight. And I have to agree. She was so delightfully right. odd. Like, mm-hmm. that's just one letter off from DNA. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And dang. And I yeah. think that's why we'll we'll have more people tested since we'll get hopefully get Dana and her oddness back. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know. When I first saw that, I thought it's like, are you trying to mm. be charming toward mm-hmm. Brady? <laughs> I want to use this joke at least once tonight. Brady's theories this episode were very deflated. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> and I just feel like, I don't know, I'm at an impasse in my own mind. Because okay. how will they explain that the DNA doesn't match? But I also don't think this early, we're only into episode three, mm-hmm. they're going to either say Tess isn't the killer because she's the adopted one, the DNA doesn't match, or that everyone else isn't the killer because somehow they're the, you know, they all have that same DNA and it just doesn't match. So I I feel like there's something else coming. I think it goes back to maybe we didn't get another obvious suspect, Mm quote-unquote, like we did last week with Cam and then Mm -hmm. episode one with Garrett. So I feel like what we're looking for is a reason now to really suspect Tess or really Mm -hmm. to suspect Allison. Right now, Mm -hmm. This episode was really about a lot of the politics yeah. going on with the family. We didn't really get pushed closer to any of the characters. Cam, he didn't look more guilty yeah. to me than he did last week. Neither did Garrett, although we yeah. do know he's being very shady. So I think that's just what we were looking for in this episode. And I think that's why we're all still like, well, it could still be anybody. Or mm-hmm. it's still not this person because of the same reason it was last week. Yeah, I agree. They didn't give us any big clues in that regard, which was very interesting. I know, I was looking. (laughs) (laughs) Because you brought the problem. Maybe that jinxed it. That's the problem. It is never the problem. (laughs) (laughs) So then later, of course, we find out that um, Brady takes the DNA. We have Tom going to headquarters. And Tom at the headquarters says that he has an idea for fundraising and basically gets poo-pooed by a Naomi and uh, says, you know, hey, I've got a better idea. We've got the Patriots kicker, Stephen Gatowski. Gatowski? Am I saying it right? Gatowski. Gatowski. Stephen G. That's what What's sad is, you know, that people like, y'all could say Gronk. Gronkowski, but you can't say my name, and it's like only one letter off. <laughs> so basically, that, that's clearly, why you've got to be better than a kicker, man. I'm sorry, but great job in tonight's episode. <laughs> so we see him come on. He's supposed to be, uh, you know, going. He's going to be endorsing her. They do a huge last minute fundraiser, and then suddenly the mayor comes up and says, "Hey, basically, I've been following your brother Cam. He broke into a medical facility. Was in there for 45 minutes. I'm going public with this unless you do not take this." In endorsement so then allison pulls him up to the podium too and basically she caves and she makes sure that her brother cam is protected so did you think that that's what allison was going to do gabriel uh you know what actually no i thought that she was going to be ready to throw her brother under the bus and we would get another we would Mm -hmm. maybe find out exactly Mm -hmm. what lengths allison is willing to go to um she showed off that brilliance that you really find formidable in like a character in a tv show's villain Mm -hmm. so i thought oh so you were able to spin that both you turned a lose-lose into a win-win pretty much so i was really looking for something that would say you know i think um allison is even more guilty but instead she just really showed off her political chops and i think we're seeing exactly why the race is going to become such a big part of the storyline down the stretch 
Yeah. Yeah, she's very political. That's what she showed. She's obviously in the right spot. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like, okay, she was very good at that. And I love that the mayor was played by Enrico Colin Tony from (laughs) Veronica Mars. And just shoot me. I'm like, oh, yay, I love him. One of the only sexy bald men. (laughs) (laughs) I would go with Telly Savalas for that. Oh, Jason Statham. I know, I'm I like good. it. You're not going to put in your vote for Sexy Bald Man? Mm-hmm. You know what? I'm just going to, while you guys talk about that, I'm going to think mm-hmm. more about Tess and that blue dress tonight. You know, and, uh, that you were going to say Allison yeah. and her red dress. You know what? Mm-hmm. I, I'm not big on mm-hmm. girls being that bossy. So, <laughs> so you're out of that. You know, and like, Zoe, you got to cut it. No. <laughs> JK, America. Mm-hmm. And I think also something that we missed that I think did appear in her, her earlier. I know that we were, you know, keeping track of all the birds in the episode. And there weren't a lot this week. But um, early on, there was a bird on Jack's shirt. So when we see him, I think so it's when he's... Was that? <laughs> so oh, so fitting. fitting. Right. So I think it's an eagle head. I, I'm not up on all my birds, so I'm going with eagle head, but it could have been a hawk, but you can see it on his shirt under the jacket. So there's also a lot of rain in this episode, which stood out to me when Sophie was outside smoking, and then she comes in, and this is at the therapist's office because Cam says to her basically that, oh no, I didn't realize these sessions were taped, and we need to get the tapes from when I was a kid because there's something in there. So she goes out to smoke and comes back in with the building code, which we later find out is what gives Cam the ability to go inside and take the tapes. And during that period, he's watching the tapes, and I'm calling them tapes, but Mm -hmm. I guess they're really CDs. He pulls out a CD. And the big confession, I guess, that we get out of it is that he talks about seeing a dead body. And so I'm not convinced that he killed someone with it. That I think the therapist would have had to report him. So I think that's another red herring. What do you guys think? Yeah, I agree. I think that he may have saw something. And I believe that that's part of his problem is that he may have been aware or saw something that he's using the drugs to self-medicate to forget, Mm -hmm. which is what most people do Mm -hmm. when they do drugs. So this is just sort of explaining his character more. So you think he was traumatized by something and that led to it? I thought so too. And the only twist I hope they would play on that is that he didn't just see a dead body. He probably saw a silver bells victim, Mm position before the police so that would and that would also tie in why is he so worried about it because you know oh (laughs) the killer always goes back to the crime scene so i thought that might be where they're going Mm -hmm. with it at least that's what i would hope Mm -hmm. because if it was just something from his past we already know he's traumatized he's Mm -hmm. you know the most serial killer looking guy besides garrett so (laughs) there has to be something why and i hope that they tie it more into Silver Bell's case. That's a good point. I didn't think of that, that it could be that he actually saw one of the victims, which would tie it all back together, which makes sense, especially if we think that someone in the family or multiple someones were involved. So that would, I guess, take him squarely out of killer suspicion and into poor innocent victim, right? Exactly. So then uh, we have the fundraiser, of course, and while Madeline and Allison are talking, we find out that um, a raccoon is caught in the trap. We hear it, and Gunther goes out and basically beats it with a shovel, which prompts Madeline to fire him, And uh, because she says, and she and Allison have been talking about it as well, that he's getting weird. So do you guys think, and then of course we know already, we've mm-hmm. talked about it, that Gunther was found dead, but do you guys think that Madeline is truly worried about Gunther, or do you think she knows something and she's just trying to throw suspicion elsewhere? Yeah, I'm pretty sure she knows something and knows he's an easy target to throw suspicion Mm -hmm. at elsewhere. I mean, 
if anybody hung Gunther other than himself, it's more likely Madeline. But, I mean, she may have had someone else do it, but she's involved somehow. Uh, she, I mean, she killed Cam, so. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Mitch. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Mitch. Yeah, uh, yeah no, I husband. agree. There's a, she threw, there's going to be a kind of throwaway hitman type character, I feel like. I wouldn't be surprised that it was Madeline, but someone I actually put up there is Allison. You know, hey, this weird gardener, mm-hmm. we ha- suddenly have this silver bell situation going on. I would hope that that somehow becomes a factor, because mm-hmm. then we have Allison suddenly, it's like, did you really do it? And was he easy one to throw and hide the secret? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. to me, leaving the note, making it look like a suicide, maybe like, you know, blaming him... You know, and throwing suspicion off them until they find more evidence, obviously. Because mm-hmm. that's a really easy out. They'd already pinpointed them to the, uh, to Gunther. Mm-hmm. Okay, you guys, mm-hmm. how is this for a theory? It just came to me, so I don't know, I'm sure. just spitballing. What if Gunther is Tessa's father? <laughs> and then Madeline comes to him and says something and convinces him to hang himself because she says something's going to come out. Do we think? No. I, okay. I don't know. I yeah. can't be sold okay. on that one. Okay. Yeah. It was worth a shot. I, I don't see Madeline going with the gardener like that. Maybe mm. if it looked like Jesse Metcalf, <laughs> it might be different. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I guess I agree with that. I was just thinking that would explain the DNA. It would explain why he hung himself, because I don't necessarily believe someone hung him. And it would explain the weird sorry note, which it sounds like none of us believe was actually written by him, like yeah. purposefully by him. So then we do go back to the diner. Garrett is there. You know, of course, we, we've seen that he's been waiting for someone and taking notes. And we've seen that from the very beginning. And um, when he goes in, he sees Molly. And, of course, it's been a long time, 14 years. And we find out later when they continue to talk that they had been practically engaged when Garrett just completely disappeared. And he really doesn't have an explanation. She says she deserves one. And all he says is, you know, a lot was going on. I was expected to be the golden boy. I couldn't handle it. Like, see ya. But he clearly remembers her favorite meal. He's clearly still, I think, in love with her. Didn't want to leave her was the impression I got. She also seems still in love with him. And they go back to his house where she strangely makes herself very at home in his room (laughs) looking at things and finds some photos in his closet. They talk about the bed. They start kissing. They start undressing. So very fast for this 14-year gap. (laughs) And she finds some scars on him. And he gets really upset and won't tell her. So she leaves. What do you guys think caused the scars? I'm guessing he was abused. And that's why I feel like Garrett will be sort of the victim of all this, you know, since he's so suspicious. But, you know, that's how I do. Because he's also very charming. And you want to like him. So Mm -hmm. you're like, oh, he's a wounded bird. (laughs) I like how you tied the bird in, too. And I think I agree, but I don't think Gabriel does. What's your theory? Charming, really? Yeah. (laughs) I is it the bad boy thing? I got to It's the whole lumberjack thing. Okay. Maybe. I, I agree. <laughs> no. He seems like out of all of them, the no. one that I feel like I would trust the most. Maybe because he seems so obvious to be the killer that it doesn't seem like and he's him. He's so but... sweet with Tessa. <laughs> and now with Molly. Yeah. But you don't We're... think he was abused, Gabriel? Oh, I agree on that oh, completely. That I agree on. Um, I don't know. I guess he's just got a little too many eccentricities for mm-hmm. me to be sold on that. I agree that he was probably abused. Um, I don't know. Uh, He got more complicated this episode Mm because my question now is, uh, I thought, okay, this cycle of abuse had happened for a long time and he just kind of got closer and closer to leaving as he got older. Mm -hmm. This makes it sound like whatever did happen, it happened abruptly and it changed his life overnight, Um, which is not what I 
expected out of his character at first. Oh, right, I guess because he left suddenly and he seemed to have this long future with Molly. And what we find out, too, is that it's actually Madeline who has sent Molly there. So in keeping with, from the very beginning, that theme of giving the prey what it wants, Mm -hmm. he gave, you know, Madeline gave Garrett Molly. And clearly she realized, too, that he was still in love. Well, Garrett does go back to the diner again because Molly isn't who he was looking for. He cuts his hand with this giant, like, switchblade and goes to the urgent care that we had seen through the window that was right across the street. And it turns out he was looking for someone in particular, a doctor, presumably a doctor who's there, a nurse. She's stitching him up. And they start talking, and he says, you look familiar, but clearly because he's been watching her, he knew something. And it turns out that her father was one of the victims of the Silver Bells killer. So did you guys predict that that's how she would tie in? Yeah, I assumed that she was going to be related to a victim somehow and that that might be why he's looking into her, you know, just to see, like, what she knows or maybe try to atone for what whoever in his family did this. So, yeah, because yeah, he seemed very remorseful with her. Yeah. 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 I did a little bit of cheating. I, kind I know, of that's saw, why you don't, it doesn't count. You know, it... I had a one. They had one clue. Um, you could see a resemblance of the name, and then we know that this person is going to become a major factor. And they kind of already threw out why, but I'm not going to spoil it for the fans. So mm-hmm. they can tune in and watch us next week. <laughs> I like that. I like that segue. And um, also, we find before. Um, in the middle of this, we've sort of skipped around Gunther a lot. Madeline finds him in the pantry also, which mm-hmm. was also a strange thing. And she confronts him about the raccoon. He says, you know, I didn't want it. No one should have to die in a cage anyway, she says. Which seemed very cryptic to me. Like, he knows something. He doesn't want someone to go to jail and be in a cell, is what I got from that. And then next thing we know, he's been axed. So, anything to discuss about that scene? Or should we move on? I feel like we've bounced around Gunther a lot. Well, one, two things. You keep a big construction rope like that in your pantry. (laughs) Okay, that's that. Okay. You know, network television. The second one, we have to talk about how she delivered that line when she fired him. Like, Gunther, this is going to be your last day. Mm -hmm. But she didn't say, like, this isn't your last day at work. It's like, you're going to die today. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't take it that way at all. I can see it now that you say it, but I didn't catch it that way. Did you, Lucretia? I didn't catch it that way either, but yeah, I do kind of, because she's just so sinister. And it's so funny, because I'm used to seeing Virginia Madsen in the other role from Uh Candyman, but (laughs) it's like... That is an interesting theory. I could could see that. I just thought that was the end for him right there. It's like, even if you had a... Even if they did throw it out, it's like, he's too obvious a victim. That one is like, yeah, he's not going to make it to next week. (laughs) I was hoping he would, though. And I didn't realize that that was a rope. I actually thought he had, like, an extension cord. It it looked more like an extension cord to me than a rope. You still keep it in the pantry? (laughs) An extension cord, yeah. I could see that. I keep mine above the washing machine, so I feel like close enough. I was like, that's the spot for bread, crackers, all that (laughs) stuff. But if you have a big pantry... It didn't stand out to me, but rope, yes, that that would be very strange to me. They they had a rich people pantry. (laughs) (laughs) And um, let's see, so where else? Oh, and then also, if we want to go back, because I think we've really talked about the fundraiser a lot, um, there were some birds that we saw at the fundraiser. Mm -hmm. We saw a couple times. We saw that same bird lamp from last week that has the legs at the bottom and the head at the very top, and we saw it really great when um, Allison is speaking. We saw like a real close-up of that bird head, and then we also saw some bird pillows again in um, Madeline's bedroom. Mm -hmm. 
So let's see. We continue back and forth with the therapist. As the episode continues, we go to the um, fundraiser at the house, of course. And uh, let's see. Where else? I feel like we've bounced around this episode. So now that I'm looking in order, I'm like, wait a minute. We have already talked about all of this. We've talked about... Garrett bringing her Molly to the house. We know that Tom bought the company, the um, concrete company from Moscow. We do see the bird lamp during that scene as well. And um, the mayor shows up at the fundraiser. Yes. I was going to say, we haven't discussed Allison and Naomi. We have not discussed Uh, Allison and Naomi, and I think that's where we're headed next. I know. That wasn't the reason why, but uh, (laughs) it it just happens to be very convenient in this moment. It is, and you really called it as well, because from the very first episode, you saw something between them. They just gave each other that look, you know, just the sparks, and it's like, yep, this is is going down. (laughs) That's just how they looked at each other. Um, I found it more interesting that the husband, we see how much more that he was seen as an accessory, not to murder, just like a personal accessory, like a handbag to Allison. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I find that very interesting. And I wonder if that's because Allison maybe only likes women. So that's why it was easier for her to treat Tom that way. Mm-hmm. Or if mm-hmm. that just is how she happened to look at the man and father of her kids in this mm-hmm. case. And she definitely does not seem to give him respect, right? You're right. He's an accessory. That's absolutely all he is. And do you think he knew he was going to be an accessory when he married in? Or do you think it's developed? I kind of think with someone like that, and you see how far she's come, there were at least signs when they got married that she was going to be, you know, the Hillary in the relationship. (laughs) Let's just say it. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Yeah. I took it to assume maybe rich people politics. Mm-hmm. Is it that mm. he married her and they married each other for status? Because obviously mm. he has to have enough money to buy that company, right? Mm-hmm. Especially yeah. if he's not letting Allison know about it. So I thought, is it that kind of arrangement? They just have that kind of deal? and So I don't know. But I really thought there would be a little more depth to their relationship. So it would be more interesting when Allison and Naomi broke it down. But mm. there wasn't. And we will see, I suppose, what happens because, right, where did he get all the money for, where did he get all the money for this concrete company and why is he so suddenly now, I feel like, very like, lackadaisically just like, bye, see ya, Mm -hmm. honey, I'm done with your campaign. I feel like there was a very, like, there was nothing that prompted that, really. But we shall find out. Eleanor Glass in the chat has a great interesting theory Theory, that the plan was that each family member would kill one victim since there were six killers, there were six people in the family and that there were six Silver Bell victims. But Garrett took Tess's turn and killed the second victim and left town, promising never to return and tell anyone in exchange for Tess staying innocent. And that would also be why Garrett inferred that Tess is the only good person in their family. So that's a really interesting theory that brings the whole family Mm. in. Eleanor, I love how creative you are. Yeah. That is some very... I like it. Yeah, I'm not sure I I buy that, Eleanor, but I I think it's a really interesting theory. It's a good one. You know, you're sitting there thinking about it more than us. I like that one. With us. With us, (laughs) yes. Okay. (laughs) You looked like you were going to say something, Lucretia. Well, I think then we have... Talked about this episode to death, no pun intended. I feel like that would be a sound effect moment. But, um, so, thank you. (laughs) So, let's move on to our big prediction. So, Lucretia, what we've been... There we go. Your After Buzz TV predictions. 
So this is Lucretia's first week joining us, but what we've been doing is every week we've been keeping track of who we think is the killer so we can go back at the end and see. Basically, in 13 guesses, probably we'll get it at least once. So Something close to it. Something close. So I will make our marks here. We have a Z, a G, and an L. Who do we think? I don't think it's one person. It's okay. definitely more than one. I do think Madeline is way more involved because she killed her husband way too easily for that to be <laughs> her first time. And just, like, no care in the world whatsoever. So somehow Mom's involved, and mm-hmm. I'm guessing possibly Dad, too, and one of the kids. Okay, so Madeline yeah. and Mitch are both mm-hmm. on your list. And then which kid? Pick a kid, any kid. (laughs) As I said, it's not Garrett or Tess. To me, it is either, like, Cam on accident or Uh, Allison. Okay. Mm -hmm. So Cam or Allison. Okay. Gabriel, who's your pick this week? She makes a very great point Mm -hmm. about Madeline, but what I would think is I feel like She's also a red herring in that maybe she's just a sociopath, which would explain (laughs) so much. But also, hey, you can be a sociopath without being a serial killer. She is a killer. I'm not saying she is the killer. Okay. (laughs) Um, So so, you're not in the Madeline camp. You know, I'm not sold just yet. So I'm going to stick with my original prediction of Garrett. And, you know, it's just one of those things you just... Even if it's the Titanic, I'm there until it sinks. You are. This is week number three with Garrett. Yeah. I, on the other hand, think I've switched for the past two weeks. I'm so. shocked. <laughs> I know, right? I feel like I'm one of those people who's very easily like, oh, I can buy that theory. Mm-hmm. Let me jump on board until the next person presents a theory. And I'm like, yes, I can buy that theory. So this week, I feel like I'm a little bit at an impasse because, right, they didn't give us any big new clues. And I'm like, who do I pick? Mm-hmm. Who do I pick? So... I might go with last week. I said Madeline last week, I think. I need to double-check my master list. But I think I said Madeline. I'm going to go with her as well. And actually, I think I said Madeline and Allison last week. And you know what? I'm going with both of them again two weeks in a row. So I hope I'm not putting my ducks in the wrong basket or my eggs in the wrong basket. But I think that's where I'm going. There's nothing wrong with consistent predictions. (laughs) Says you three weeks in a row. Just saying. (laughs) That'll either make us really wrong or really right. Hey, when you're right, you're going to feel like a genius. <laughs> it's like I told all of you guys I had it the whole time. That's right. And my That's... 13 episodes worth of changing around. Right. It just won't be as satisfying. <laughs> Speak for yourself. It will be. So, you guys, one more note before we just wrap things up. I will be gone next week, so I'm so sorry. I will miss being part of the panel, but um, I know there will be a great discussion, and I will look forward to joining you guys the following week. So, as we wrap up, where can everyone find you guys on social media? Lucretia. Um, you guys can always find me at L-A-C-R-E-T-I-A-L-Y-O-N anywhere on social media since there is only one. <laughs> As always, you can find me on Twitter at Double G on TV. And I'm Zoe Hewitt. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Zoe Said What. That Zoe Said What. You can also find me on YouTube at Zoe Hewitt Hosting where I do a weekly movie analysis show. Thanks so much for joining us and at least two out of three of us. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.